Hello, loyal listeners of Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. Bill here. Now, unfortunately, unless you've been living under a rock, you should know about the COVID-19 coronavirus that is now sweeping our globe. Um, Due to this, we haven't been able to record new episodes. But what we do have is the power of the internet and the telephone. What we're going to do here is we're going to have what I'm going to call hanging with Bill, where I'm going to talk to people that have been on the show or maybe people that haven't been on the show yet. And not really an interview, but just shooting the shit and talking. Our first person that we have to do this is the one and only Paul Bartolome, who recently just came off his tour with The Calling and is getting ready to release his album, Screaming Through the Radio, April 24th of this year. Paul also is releasing his new single today called Not Okay, featuring Matt Good. So, yeah, stick around, stay tuned, and check out Paul's new single. I think I'm going to call this segment, like, like hanging with Bill or something. Oh, like, yeah. I, I just feel like it's not like, I think like an interview, like, isn't really the right word. Yeah, it's more of just like a, like a, like I've done interviews and it's, it's different. It's not, it's like more of like a chat, you know, just like a hang out and talk about shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chilling with your boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How is it over there in the States with all this uh, uh, craziness dude. at the moment? It's ridiculous. Um, we're in the middle of, uh, well, we're not like totally locked down. I guess it's, you know, varies state by state, Yeah. but we have, um, what do we have? We have a, uh, curfew at eight o'clock here in New Jersey. Jeez. So like, that's actually going to accomplish anything like, uh, do whatever you want between, you know, 5 AM and 8 PM, but between eight and five, don't go anywhere. That's crazy. I know here they're talking about doing a um a full lockdown like Italy have, where you just can't go out and you can get fined if you go do go out. And oh, it's crazy, man! It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, like not for nothing. It's kind of like what needs to be done. I mean, yeah. how else are you going to stop the spread of it? Exactly. Know? I mean, over here, there's people like just ignoring it and still going to like the beach and the park and. Like today, it's been the first sunny day in ages, and there's loads of pictures of everyone out. <laughs> so it's just like yeah. it's not it's not really helping shit. But I don't know. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just ridiculous, man. And I I feel like it's gonna be with I think it's gonna be like another month or so of this whole like you know not being able to do anything before like shit starts kind of going back to normal. Yeah, it's going to be weird because I, I don't know how long it's going to take for, like, all our events and stuff. Like, I know UFC, they're just doing stuff in, like, I think they're doing it in, like, the Apex studio or something where you can have, like, 10 people in yeah, there. Yeah, no- it's going to be wild. Yeah, and they're doing that with a load of things. Like, uh, my brother said that, like, WrestleMania is going to be in front of, like, no one this year in over two days or something weird. And, um, like, all gigs and stuff. No one's doing gigs. They're all doing this, like, uh, acoustic live thing on Instagram, which I'm going to do as well. But... It's not the same. Yeah, I was going to ask you. Are you going to do that? Yeah, we're going to do that. Um, I mean, we're we're kind of like lucky that we got our tour out of the way as when we did. We had another one planned, um, but I think that's been cancelled. But um, yeah, we had another one planned for May, a smaller one. But yeah, literally the day after, um, I think their tour lasted one more day than what we played, the Coolins did. Oh, okay. Um, and that last date got cancelled because we had a week off and then we were meant to be done. 
we jumped back on for one last show just for like let's just do it anyway at the O2 um, in Oxford and um, yeah we smashed that and then the next day they were meant to play somewhere else I think and then it got cancelled so we managed to finish our tour just in time oh that's cool I mean yeah this whole thing's crazy so it's just working for it really isn't it <laughs> yeah I mean well dude I mean we're we're down on episodes now like we're Damn. we're pretty much at a halt until further notice because wow. obviously with our show and everything like we do like music news and we have to stay at least somewhat current and yeah you know we just ran out our shows and now it's like well until further notice or until you know they lift the ban or whatever we can't really even do anything yeah they're like halting and like pushing back all films and stuff and films yeah. have, films have stopped being like they're stopping actually production on films that are meant to come out next year so it's like does that mean that those films won't come out next year now because if they're stopping production if they have a date and stuff like i know that they just stopped like the batman that they're working on um they've stopped production on that and that's meant to come out next year so that probably won't come out next year and because they're saying they're going to stop it for two weeks but then it's like this isn't going to be two weeks for when they stopped it it's like next week so it's definitely not going to be back in filming do you know what i mean it's like I yeah think... exactly and i remember our last last time i spoke to you it's kind of funny actually because i couldn't actually say much because my album wasn't even announced um <laughs> see i didn't know, know if i was even said i was on a label and then also i said that we we're about to go on our first tour and that this year we're aiming to do like a year of just like touring. I've done the whole social media thing and it's going to be a year of touring. And now we've done one tour and it looks like we're just not going to do another, <laughs> another this year. <laughs> so like the, the plans we had have all been canceled and we're not really looking at booking anything because there's just no point. Um, yeah, exactly. You can't. Yeah. I was meant to have a big album release show, which we had planned to have like, my own snapchat filter like custom and stuff for the album for the day and it's gonna be awesome and i had loads of people that were going to be coming um and now the venues just won't let us book it so that sucks yeah it was gonna be awesome and also like i, I think i no one would come now anyway but like it was gonna be the end of april the day after the album comes out and then yeah it was gonna be this huge show like mainly family and friends we're gonna do a big after party we're gonna get big like a big like red carpet banner and all right, it's going to be awesome. We're going to do a set list of pretty much the whole album and a couple of other songs and some covers. It was, yeah, it was planning to be a big show. And now, yeah, it's just kind of like, it's just kind of died down now. So we're not doing anything. <laughs> All because people can't refrain from eating bats. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, see, I, saw I mean, this thing. it's crazy <laughs> that you say that because obviously that like started this whole thing or whatever, but it came up on Facebook. Cause I was like, surely well, they're like, calm down a bit now and whatever they're eating and stuff and then a video came up of someone like in china going into a restaurant and just like eating a live frog or something i was like well that's not helping <laughs> yeah exactly what the hell <laughs> yeah that's gonna be the that's gonna be the next thing when this dies down so it's a really weird and crazy time but in a way it's kind of like i was talking to my manager the other day and we have so much plans that we wouldn't have done if it wasn't and we have so much time now to plan stuff so we're just going to aim on getting as much content out as possible um i mean it's kind of killed like sales a bit like for pre-orders because no one's really buying music because they're buying supplies or whatever but it's up yeah, so much like other stuff that's taking precedence yeah so if you're like i'll pre-order my album and people are like shit no i need like 100 toilet rolls or whatever there's like they're not gonna like <laughs> uh, so we but our streams are going up so it's like the pre-orders and sales which would be really handy now have like died but the streams are still going so i mean that's something so i'm thinking maybe i'll do like deluxe album bundles that 
I don't know, you get hand sanitizer and a toilet roll with it for 500 or something. <laughs> yeah. Hey, dude, you got to make that bankroll somehow. Yeah, man. I mean, someone offered me to drop my album early or send it to them if they delivered me 24 toilet rolls. And I was at one point debating it, like, let's do this. <laughs> like, it's kind of funny, man. It's almost like toilet paper has become like a currency. Yeah, but I, it's weird because it's like, I don't, I don't know why. Because it's like, like, that's not even like one of the symptoms. It's like the all well, the main symptoms were just like a cough and the temperature. So I was really confused as to why toilet toilet roll was like the not like main thing that went, not water or like <laughs> it, 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 oh, it blew my mind when I saw that. I just have no idea what that's about. But <laughs> I am just a little relieved that it's not just here in the United States that it's actually happening over in the UK too. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of weird because the UK seems like a little bit behind, but that they have press conferences every day i'm sure they do over there as well and it seems to change mm -hmm. every single day one day it was like you can go to school but if you if you don't need to don't and then it was like schools are shut and then it's like you can go to work but again if you don't need to don't now everything's shut and yeah it's kind of they said about they, they basically said oh for pubs restaurants and clubs we advise you not to go and england being england Everyone was like, fuck that. And they all went to the pub and now they've actually had to close them. Um, so, oh, man. So it's just, yeah, I mean, everything's, it's kind of weird. Like you go outside and it's just so bleak and eerie. It's like, a, it's like a movie really. Like you're in a shop and there's a voice over the tannoy saying, you can't touch this or you can't do that. Only take two things. And it's really weird. So it's definitely a very scary time. I'm kind of excited to see all like the concept albums and stuff. They're going to come out after this. Funny enough, I, so when I did my first album, Gravity, I had actually planned to do um, like a trilogy thing because it was like a concept at the start. Um, and then this was before I started writing this album. This was still when I was getting, it was, the other one was getting mixed. And I'd started demoing some stuff. And the second album I was going to do that would have come out the same time as this second album, so next month, was actually, um, the idea of it was the apocalypse. So it's like, it was actually going to be, so I'm very glad I didn't now because that would have been a bit too close to home. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's very weird. I had like this a three concept album. One was a space album, which was gravity. The second one was apocalypse based album. And then I think the third one was like, I can't remember what the third one was like a horror kind of theme, but yeah, then I just scrapped all together and just started writing normal music <laughs> but um <laughs> if you, i couldn't i couldn't do another concept album not after trying to make everything in gravity like have some kind of reference to space that but that just crushed my mind i think after doing that so <laughs> i mean that's always kind of like uh that's always kind of like uh intrigued me like uh you're familiar with cody and cambria right yeah yeah definitely like all that stuff is like comic books and then they are graphic novels or whatever. And then they base the albums off of the books. I mean, mm. like that has always kind of like, it's always like intrigued me. Like this dude is that creative to where he can write these books and then write an album based off of it. It's yeah, just so wild. That's crazy, man. I mean, like gravity was loosely based on space. I had like certain space sound in each song that like, that there was one specific synth I'd use in every song just so it'd sound like the same album. And then I'd like name all the songs something to do with space. Like A Long Way Home was loosely there. The Discovery was meant to, was after I saw like some documentary on Mars. Um, <laughs> what, what else was there? Uh, Jupiter, which is obviously pretty self-explanatory. Um, <laughs> so that, that <laughs> I mean, yeah, that I, I kind of did did 
that and then I started messing around with my with my bro at one point and we were after Ice Nine Kills started dropping singles for like that horror film kind of album. We we yeah. wrote a couple we wrote a couple songs that were um that I'm not using but I think he might use at some point for his stuff. But uh, we had a we had a f- uh, song based on Final Destination which was cool. Um and yeah so it, but it is it's one of those things that looking back now I don't think I could sit down and write not right now anyway write another album that has to be like a concept or or fit because with this album I had way too much fun just like doing the opposite and make, and not having to worry about does this sound like this and does this fit with this and just like writing the best songs I could yeah exactly at that point it's like you're not pigeon held into something and it's like your creative juice is flowing like for whatever you want to do yeah well this album's crazy like um it's cool it's crazy it's good to be able to talk about because last time i kept saying i can't talk so it's good to talk about it but um <laughs> this yeah i had i started working on this album like a year ago and then um it was it was a very different album actually it was a lot more uh i guess it was a lot more poppy and chilled at the time and then like i think a month before i went out to mac good i'd already booked the studio time and the demos that were on the album i think three of them made it to the actual album um because in the month before i went out to record with mac good i ended up rewriting loads and uh yeah it became more of this big rock sound and there's some still there's still some poppy stuff on there and um I work with a producer who's worked with like Little Mix and The X Factor and all these crazy people. And we did uh, two songs on the album together and they're like one of the best songs on there. Um, so the, the poppy ones were done all like really properly and they're, they're really like, they're my favorite songs. But yeah, it's now like got some huge rock stuff on there and it mainly is like a rock album now. Yeah, well, the first song that I heard obviously was probably the first song everyone heard off this was Flashing Lights. And right. dude, I got to tell you, like when I first heard it, I was like, holy shit. I said, Paul, Paul's like there, man. Like he's coming to America after this <laughs> comes out. Yeah, that, we're, we're definitely looking to get me. I was going to try and come to America in the summer and try and do festivals. But obviously no one's really booking at the moment. And we don't know what's going on. But um, yeah. yeah, that's funny enough that that's each song has its own like identity on this album. Flashing lights doesn't even though it does kind of sound like other stuff on the album, it still, if it doesn't, if that makes sense, like the next song that drops has like the energy, but it's like the aggressive, like the song that's coming out on Friday, not okay. Featuring Matt good, actually who produced the album. Um, it's a lot more like it's, it's the first song I ever wrote for this record. Um, like properly for this record that is coming out and it's, yeah, it's more aggressive. Um, it's definitely goes a bit harder uh, the energy's still there, just like flashing lights. But I, I see it as like the opposite of flashing lights, as in the fact that flashing lights is the more happy. Um, I kind of it reminds me of like all time low and that, those kind of bands. Um, oh, okay. And, and then not okay is like the I don't know. It's like it's just a more aggressive but still like catchy song. So I'm looking forward to this one coming out and it having a bit of a darker tone and. Especially right now, as everyone wants that escape, it's just a, it doesn't stop. It's like it's like constantly upbeat, and yeah, man, it's, this next song is super cool, and I can't wait for people to hear this one. And there's a really cool like I teased it on my Instagram yesterday, and it's got like this little build-up bit, and then it drops into something cool. Um, and we did it live, and every time we did it live, it went off. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. That's awesome. So 
I actually caught a few of your live videos and then obviously like I'm checking on YouTube and stuff. I'm like, let me see these shows. So how was, how was the tour? Yeah, the tour was insane. I mean, it was our first ever tour and we're playing to like huge sold out crowds. Um, That's awesome. Which was crazy. London set the tone, which was the first gig. And we had loads of friends and family there again, sold out. Um, and we were like, no matter what happens on this tour, we always, we'll always have this show. And as the tour went on, it just got better and better. Then we had a week off. And then the best shows of the whole tour were when we went out to Marseille and Paris. Um, and they were like, they, I just don't think a show for a while will top those. Like Marseille was the like second best, but Paris was like insane. Cause we looked at the, we couldn't like, we had no idea what the venue was like. So we looked online and it looked like from the pictures online, there wasn't really a clear picture. So we thought it was going to be a really small venue. It wasn't going to be that great. The area was quite like a rough, small area. And then like where, oh. it's, and the venue on the outside, it was just like this door with like a gate on it. And it looked really like rough. So we went in and we were like, oh, this could be terrible. And as we walked in, it just opened up into this like, oh, this really nice, huge theatre. Um, and it was, yeah, this, it was the best venue on the tour. The theatre alone was just nice to be in. It was like a really not, like, nice, huge area. And yeah, by the time we went on, it was sold out. Dude, that that's awesome. So, yeah. so I guess the Paris date was your favourite. Paris though was my favorite and like in London I expected to look out and hear people uh, singing the uh, words to flashing lights and also the songs that aren't out yet because I had friends and family have heard this album and like people heard heaven which is also on this album um, and they yeah they were singing along but in Paris when we went there um, we did this bit in the song um, where I decided to like I was like let's just try it and in the pre-chorus to heaven when it's all like the slow bit before it drops into the big like arena rock chorus i got everyone yeah. to go i got everyone to go down low and then we were all gonna jump like the slipknot thing so i got everyone to go down low <laughs> um everyone did but then when i wasn't singing the pre-chorus i could still hear other people singing it um and i was looking out and there's people mouthing the words like the song and i was like that's crazy because and then i looked at my streams and within the 28 days prior to that gig that was my most streamed place and i'd got like after that after that gigs happened i've had thousands and thousands of plays just in paris alone um so i Dude. built a good fan base there but yeah people were singing along to heaven and i mean that went off we ended on heaven and we were i think we were going to run out of time um and then we were just like fuck it well, let's just do it everyone we asked if everyone wanted us to do one more they all cheered they all started chanting one more and but bear in mind we're just a support act so yeah exactly so on this tour i think we ended up getting five encores as a support act so dude that's awesome that's going to be so gratifying too, like going out on your first tour and actually having the people know the song and, you know, being able to sing the words and just having that kind of reaction out of the crowd for it being your first tour. Oh, for sure. We took like merch. We weren't really sure how much merch we'd sell because of obviously just being like the opener and that. But we sold, I mean, we sold out of CDs within the first two nights. So we had, to, we kept coming back home, remaking CDs and taking them to the show and we'd sell out each show of cds um we sold countless posters t-shirts every night we got like hundreds of photos um so with people who are asking we signed autographs and the rest of my band who came with me who obviously fill-ins uh, for the tour they all got um, loads of photos as well so that was cool for them they got to yeah, sign awesome. shit um but yeah i mean that's why when we came back after the tour 
they were like, we want you to do one more show. And then we ended up going to do the O2. And then that was like the best, like, because we had, we were just treated so well. We had our own dressing room. Uh, we had like drink. We had a good sound check and everything was just running smoothly. And the show just went off. So it was, a, that was a really cool one to just end on, especially as now we were like, well, let's just do it because we don't know when we're going to play live again now. So I'm like, I'm glad we went and just did that uh, last one. So who was in your touring band? Like who were the fill-in musicians? Uh, so it's kind of weird because like, obviously they're, they're in all like the music videos as well. So it's kind of like the Paul Bartholomew like uh, thing apart from in the studio, the band is like always been this. So it's kind of, it's easy to relate to when they see it live, but it's my brother who does the drums. Um, and then it's my best mate who's on guitar. But in all my music videos and my ones coming out, they're all in the videos. So it's kind of like, it's like a band, but apart from I just write and record everything. Um, kind of similar how to Panic at the Disco do it, where he, the singer just writes and records everything. And then on stage, he has this band that everyone already, like everyone now knows. Um, so it's a similar situation. So it's a really cool thing that I've got them like on standby for whenever I need them for video shoots and for... Like the live acoustic Instagram gig we're going to do, they'll probably be doing that with me and stuff. So it's really cool. So you could be like the, uh, I don't know, maybe like the UK, like Bruce Springsteen of the 21st century, maybe. Hell yeah, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's it's so, kind of like, like that, yeah. <laughs> so you were saying that your brother is uh, playing drums for you. How was it touring with your brother? I mean, obviously I've had him on the show before and you know, I, I know he's a nice guy, but you know, there's always that little like sibling rivalry thing, you know, nah, it was, two it brothers. No, nah, it was cool. You know, because on the album, he's actually, um, which I can talk about now. He, he he's on track, what track, track 10. He uh, did a rap on track 10 of my, album uh, on a song called break the cycle um but obviously there's like it starts off with simple drums it's like just a kick drum and a tom just doing like the standard like straights and then as as the rap gets into like the more like hype it's kind of like a lincoln park style song um with the rap and as it gets into the more hyped bit it starts doing this crazy like uh tom phil beat and we were just like how are you gonna rap and do that and you guys played that live right yeah, we played that live, and that was always a highlight. And then he always got a good cheer, and he smashed it. Um, he'd we'd rap and play this crazy tom part, and everyone. That's would one so of the hyped. videos that I saw. Yeah, and you can see what the reaction after, and also you can just see how hype we all get when because he didn't really do it at practice because we never had like a spare mic at this like that we could use at the practice place apart from a couple times. So we didn't really yeah. know if he could do it until we did the first sound check, and we we're like, okay, this is gonna sound good. <laughs> that's awesome yeah that was definitely a that's highlight awesome. of the tour and people are always asking when that song's coming out um but on the tour we only played new songs um off this album so we played heaven as well obviously that's off the album um and then we did flashing lights and then apart from that it was all other songs that people haven't heard yet and they all went down so well which was great that's awesome i i mean i just think that the single heaven i just feel like that was enough to like carry you know, like carry this along for like the new songs that no one's heard yet. It's at least that there was that song that everybody knew. Yeah. I was able to, you know, like here, this is who Paul Bartholomew is. Definitely. That's definitely a good indication to the album because it has a bit of everything. It has the pop sound. It has the rock sound, um, the energy. And we always ended on that at every gig. And it was always, it always went down so well. Um, especially when we started incorporating everyone getting down in the pre-course and jumping. We did after that 
show in Marseille. We did that every show. And even if they weren't like, some nights we had like, because obviously the calling of an older band. So there were some nights where the crowd were a lot older and they weren't really jumping through the set, but they were still really loud and like really getting involved. They just weren't jumping. Um, yeah. but, even, but when we get to that bit, they'd all still suddenly get down and jump. So it was crazy that even a crowd that was like, quite still but just very loud would then still all get down on the floor and jump high for like one part so i mean it was yeah it was it was, in, it was an insane reaction it couldn't have gone better really so what so what is your now favorite song to play live well uh favorite song to play live um is oh it's hard um well, the, the one coming out on Friday is a favourite because the energy just really picks up. Um, funny enough, Flashing Lights and Heaven. Heaven's a good one because everyone jumps. It's a good atmosphere. But Flashing Lights and Heaven are the hardest to sing live because they're both so high. Um, oh, yeah. So those, those that's what, and Heaven's right at the end of the set. So that's always a, um, I could kind of get away with it when we started doing the everyone jump bit because I would just pretend I was getting into it and just not sing the first part of the chorus <laughs> and then i just <laughs> i'd kind of just bluff it and no one would notice because everyone was getting hyped and but i'd say i'd say yeah uh, not okay which comes out on friday and then the title track of the album screaming through the radio which we opened with and that's just like my favorite song i've written um which i can't wait for people to hear that one um yeah i'd say those two and then there's another one which we played called burning skies which is a really like summery summery pop song um, and it really came alive on uh, at the at the shows, and obviously on record, it's one of my favourites. And that's one I did with the producer who's done like all these pop artists and stuff. So that's that they they were definitely the highlights. But I'd probably say "Screaming Through the Radio," the title track was my favourite as the opener because that's when people would kind of be standing there wondering who we were, and as soon as we started kicking in, everyone would just go nuts. So it was a really fun one. So okay, I, let's go into "Screaming Through the Radio" here. Right. Um, it comes out April twenty fourth. Yeah. Um, is there going to be any more singles that come out before the release of the album, or is uh, or is so, uh, flashing lights or, or um, what what was the um? Not okay. No. Is on, on Friday. So funny you should say the album comes out April twenty fourth because on tour I seem to forget every single date what time my album came out. Um, and <laughs> I think I said May and then the rest of my band would shout at me. And there was one gig where some guy had come to like two of the previous gigs and he said he ended up liking us so much that he came back just to see us, which is good. So he came to another That's gig awesome. and then just when I said my album comes out, he then shouted out April 24th and was like, cause you're going to forget. So I was like, thank you. Um, <laughs> so that was dope. So yeah, the latest, so flashing lights came out just before the tour or when I was on tour um not okay features matt good drops on friday and then i think it's just the from what i from what i've been told um <laughs> i think it's i think it's just then it's the album and there is another single where i have a music video for um that was like this crazy location we hired out a whole club there's loads of dancers and girls and um really cool fun like summary song um and yeah that's going to be a really cool song loads of guitar work um got like a santana meets i don't know santana meets rock meets like huge like harmonies and shit so that's a really cool song but i think that drops in may after the album comes out from what i from what i know awesome awesome so um 
I guess give me a little bit of insight into these first two singles that came out, uh, flashing lights. And then obviously not okay. Comes out Friday. Yeah. What was like the process in running those songs? Like what, what message were you trying to convey with these two songs? So flashing lights was the last song I ever wrote for the album. I wrote that a week before going out to Matt good. Um, I had the demo. Like I, I'd done the instrumental like two weeks before, and then it was so different to anything else I'd written that I was kind of like, oh, it's kind of I've never really done a song that's like in the major in the major cause and has that all time low feel. But I really liked it, and everyone I showed really liked it. And as soon as I wrote the chorus, I was like, this has to be on the album. Um, and I just wanted a feel good, feel good song that had an uplifting message, really. Um, and that's what the chorus has. It's like, yeah, it's it's just about kind of I don't know. It's, it's it's not really like too personal, but it's more of a just one of those songs that if you if you're feeling down you can put on and you feel good anyway as soon as that first chord comes in and the drums come in and it's got those like major chords and then the chorus hits and it's such a big kind of uplifting chorus anyway that the lyrics just really convey the message of like positivity and like working through and there's always going to be someone there for you no matter what um so that's really that's just a self-explanatory song flashing lights for that one um that i just wanted people to feel good when they listen to it um and then the complete opposite with Not Okay was that this was the first song I wrote for the album. Um, I wrote this back when I was doing a band called Mirrored, um, which was which is a new thing now, but it was originally me and Monty Money um, from X Escape the Fate and now Beyond Unbroken. We'd started a band um, called Mirrored. Oh, wow. Um, we'd started writing some stuff, um, and this was one of the courses I'd sent him, and he liked it. We had a crack at it. And it was one of those things where, because he was in America and I was in the UK, and this was before I went out to California to actually work on, I did some backing vocals on their new album, uh, which is coming out April as well, I think. So plug for them. Um, nice. I, yeah, I did uh, two songs off that album, Enemy and Nightmare. So if you want to go check out Beyond Unbroken, Enemy's out now. I do backing vocals. And then Nightmare is on the album that comes out as well. So that's a quick plug for them. Um, but yeah, I started writing it with Monty. We ended up actually like basically just like fucking the song up um and then we just gave up on it because we couldn't get it right because it was too hard going backwards and forwards and then we w- realized that we just didn't have the time to like do his new band and like touring and all this kind of stuff and like make it work and then when i was writing the album or sitting down to write the album i remembered the chorus um and then i just scrapped the complete instrumental and just rewrote the song completely um and it became like this upbeat really like I don't know, really cool song and really different because um, it was like, it's probably the most aggressive but um, intense sounding song on the album. Um, still has that pop rock feel that I bring to my songs, but yeah, it's definitely like vocally, it's a lot more aggressive. And I put my all into this album when I went out with Matt Good to the point where, I mean, I couldn't talk by the time we'd finished the album. I, I'd lost my voice and because we were just doing take after take and like smashing it out and just putting all the passion into it. So No Okay is a really cool one. There's some really cool lyrics to it. Um, as far as the message, I'm going to wait till people will hear it and then let them do their own kind of like interpretation for it because I think we're doing a lyric video. I'm not sure if it's a lyric video or streaming video, but the lyrics will be up um, and it's the most, it's probably the most deep lyrics I have on the album, um, which is a really cool song when you dive into the lyrics and what they're about. But I want people to make their own, their own interpretation first, and at some point later down the line, then I'll go into what the lyrics I wrote about. But it's one of those ones I'd like people to kind of not have a preconceived idea, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, 
I guess, and that's kind of how it goes with music anyway. Like music is all relative and it's all, you know, into interpretation and how you interpret what you're hearing and what you get out of it. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, it's like I just said, music is 100% relative and up for, you know, your own interpretation of it. So let's, let's go back here a little bit after after you had been on the show before you signed with legend, uh, legend recordings on yeah. February 1st. That's right. Yeah. I'd actually signed before Christmas. Um, and it was really annoying because we hadn't worked out the album release date. I, my album was originally on my own. It was going to come out in January and then I signed the deal and then we worked out a good release date, a good rollout plan. And, uh, but it's just, I couldn't say anything about it till we'd sorted it. Um, so it became like this big thing of trying to get it out there. And yeah, when I came on the show, I was hoping to announce it, but then we hadn't got it all like finalized yet. So, but yeah, I am now signed to legend recordings, which is awesome. They're super cool and they're supportive as hell. Um, and we're just trying to, yeah, push through and get everything, get as much content out at the moment. I know I'm going to be getting loads of content out in the next week or so, um, on their YouTube page or i'm going to be getting content together for their youtube page um guitar playthroughs acoustic videos and some other really cool shit that's going to be coming out soon as well we've been doing this uh, i don't know if you've seen it a lot of my fans love it and we get lo- we've had loads of requests we just haven't had time at the moment but i've got some time in the next few uh the next week to do a load and um, we do this just it's like not as serious and we've been doing it a bit um and me and my brother we just set up in the kitchen and we play a couple songs and we have a laugh of it it's kind of don't take it too seriously we have a joke but also it's still kind of like we still make sure it kind of sounds good as well as being funny and then all the fans love it so i don't know if you've seen it yet if not i have to send you over some videos so you can see what i mean i've got some saved but we're going to be doing a load of we had a load of requests for covers um funnily enough chop suey by system of a down interestingly was (laughs) requested a lot and we're going to try and uh make that happen that might be one of the less serious more jokey ones so i don't know how we're going to do that but we're going to aim to get I don't know, uh, two to three, two to three covers a day in the next week out, um, aiming to, that could change, could be like one every other day, but um, yeah, all the fans love that, so it's kind of similar, and we just have a laugh of it, and we, we it's, I think it's, all the fans know it as the kitchen songs now. Um, the kitchen <laughs> uh, songs. Yeah, Paul nice. and David, the kitchen songs, so we, like, we've got loads of requests, we did Hero by Enrique Iglesias, we actually did some new songs of mine, we did Heaven, um we did another song i don't know what the other song was but yeah we it was it was a good uh it's always a good laugh and we still make sure the harmonies and everything sound on point but it's definitely not as serious <laughs> you should do uh every rose has its thorn oh uh, we <laughs> yeah no, that was actually requested i have a lot of requests wit- uh, written down so but i'll, I'll definitely add that to a, a, another where i'm basically putting like points <laughs> next to every time someone else requests the same song to see how many people want that one. So I'll definitely put a point next to that one now because that is, uh, that's been requested a few times. So <laughs> I'll, I'll work my way through. But, um, well, it's like yeah. one of those songs where like, it's a, it's a decent song, but yet it was so overplayed and it's like such like kind of a joke to where it's like almost funny to cover well, it. You it's know? funny you should say that because obviously we just went on tour with the calling and I think wherever you will go is the most overplayed song. Um, and like uh-huh. <laughs> we, when we were on tour, we had to hear it every night and funny enough, I hadn't heard any of the other songs and their other songs are actually way better. And I said this to them. I said, 
funny you should say that because your other songs are like 10 times better but that was just the one that landed in a film and got radio playing whatever but yeah i mean hearing them on tour you're like damn some of these other songs that no one's i mean they still have millions of plays but th- like wherever you'll go is 300 300 odd million so obviously yeah, 11... it's just funny yeah so i think we might be doing a cover of that as like and then tag the rest of the uh tag all of the calling in it just as like a this is like a fuck it <laughs> we might do it but um yeah maybe not yet though because we heard it every night for a month so i don't think i'll play that song yet <laughs> the wound's still a little fresh yeah and since i signed the contract for the tour like back last year it seemed to follow me everywhere i was in the car it came on um i was i'd be in the gym and it'd be playing and i was like fucking hell uh so i'm kind of spent on that song now so i think i'll leave it for a bit but we'll see it could end up being the first one we do but yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) so what are some of the requests that you've that you've gotten so far oh dude we've had loads fun enough a lot of people who saw us on tour have requested all of the new album which is good because that means i can start like doing some of them and get some teasers out for them without without breaking any rules with the label and shit. So I can start doing some teasers live of some new songs, which is good. Um, oh, obviously, hell yeah. obviously we're going to do some new songs. Uh, not okay. We'll do, we'll probably do heaven again. Cause that was a really funny video of heaven that we did. Um, I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that one kind of started the whole kitchen, kitchen songs. And that's when everyone was like, you need to keep doing this. We're, we're going to, we'll do some more flashing lights. We've done. We'll probably do that again. Um, and then, yeah, we've had, Oh, dude, we've had things from like Avenged Sevenfold. We had Slipknot requested. We've had System of a Down. Um, we've had All Time Low requested. Uh, what else we had? We had some crazy shit re- requested. Loads of like pop songs have been requested. And then just some like really like stupid shit that people want to hear. Like um, I think a Mudvayne song was requested or something. And it's just like oh how God. I was just like, how the how are we going to do? It's an acoustic thing. How are we going to do this? But we'll work it out. So there's been a lot of requests. <laughs> I'm going to have to go through the list because there is a lot. Um, I didn't know how many people actually would watch them, but obviously they were like the most viewed, one of my, my, my most viewed stories. I mean, I put them up. I think the first one we did, Heaven, just on my story alone was on like, I think it was like 8,000 8, people watched it <laughs> on, on my story. And I was like, fucking hell, I wish I'd done an actual promotion instead of done that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I put up an actual promotion and, like, 2,000 people said, yeah, I'm like, oh, great. That's brilliant. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. Um, but, That's I mean, awesome. everyone at this, at this moment in time don't really want that much promotion. They want funny stuff and they want more lighthearted. And so, perfect time to do that stuff. And, obviously, I'm going to do the guitar playthroughs just so it's more content and drop the song and uh, we'll do some cool shit with that. Um, I might do a breakdown of all the components of the song once I've, once I've got the song out. Um, I know we've got quite a few YouTube reaction channels who like react to all the. I've seen that Sumerian Records have gone around and uh, got people to re- uh, some big reaction channels to react to the new Asking Alexandria song. Um, and I thought that was quite a cool way of doing it because they actually reached out to them to react. So I just hit up all the people who'd reacted to them and they're all down to react to this song. And then obviously it's more promotion for me because it's just gets the song all over YouTube and it'll be cool to see their reactions. So we've got some of that coming out. And then, yeah, yeah exactly. Just, then just submitting it to all the playlists and stuff and trying to make this really like slam. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm all I'm all I'm on the Paul Bartholomew train, dude. I'm telling Love you, that. ever since the first time me and you talked, I was like I like not like fanboy, but it's just like okay. I'm like I feel honored that I can be like, you know, this is Hell my yeah. buddy Paul. I love that. Well, I mean, <laughs> good job because at this point, I mean, 
I've, I've got content ready to go for the rest of this year, even past this album. There's stuff like uh, I had a call my manager yesterday talking about something that's really crazy and really exciting that I've just landed. Um, that's going to be looking like Halloween kind of time. Be excited because this shit is like huge. Like, and it's going to be like an extra push for the album and stuff. So obviously the album drops in April. So then it will be like, we'll give it a couple months just promoting. Then we're going to drop this, whatever it is I'm doing, which is obviously all set in stone. So you have to have everything so done in advance. And it came from just this one idea, which is now blown up into everything it has. So there's something big coming in Halloween, which is going to be for this album as well. So everything this year is just to do with this album, but that's going to be huge. Um, so it's just making a splash for this record before then, getting all these songs heard, getting them out, getting them to every playlist we can or every radio we can. And, just really making a splash with us. Yeah, absolutely. With the album in question now, Screaming Through the Radio, that comes out April 24th. Yeah. Give me a little bit more about it. Personally, where did it come from? Like when you, when you sat down and started writing this, how did that process come about? So I set up, I just set up a whole studio at home um we spent a bunch of money on it we spent time just like decorating it making it nice making it a good area and then yeah i just kind of i started working the month after my album my last album came out um and then obviously like i said most of it changed but um the idea for screaming through the radio was because it was like it's a there has, there's some aggressive hard rock moments on there but essentially, like, uh, if you, you could strip the songs down and it could be like a really cool acoustic pop song. So the idea of Screaming Through the Radio was it's like an aggressive pop album. Um, hence the radio and then hence the screaming. There isn't any, I don't think there's, I think there's like, I think I scream on one song. I think this is going to define me as an artist. I mean, you look at my latest songs and they're the highest stream songs I have. Um, like, it's crazy. I've been looking at the stats since I've been off tour and Heaven's been going up about a thousand streams a day. Um, which, Dude, that's crazy. Yeah, which obviously to some bands isn't like a huge number, but when you're like, you've just been on a tour, you haven't really been promoting, and you come back and randomly it's like just ranking up like a thousand streams a day. It's going up like mad. And like that, the, the brand new songs are all up there in like, I think just on Spotify alone in the 200,000s, and none of my others are like that on Spotify alone. So, and then you add it with Apple Music and all the other streaming sites. And yeah. this album, this album is, uh, in total streams for this album are just over half a million alone just on this album um, holy shit and i've only released three songs and i've got another one coming which we're looking to do a huge push for so my aim is to get this whole album before the actual album drops with the singles put together to hit a million streams and then obviously hit a million streams on one song would be mad but start off smaller aim for them all together to hit a million but i mean for them to be at half a million or over before the album even drops is crazy for me with just three songs. So I'm super stoked. Yeah, exactly. And plus it's like you said earlier, you know, like the, the songs kind of have that like summery vibe and yeah. you know, all that other stuff. So it's like, if you just hold off until like the summer, like barbecue season and shit, the, yeah. the plays are going to skyrocket, especially <laughs> if you can get onto some like uh Spotify playlist or something like sounds of the summer or yeah. even, I mean, I don't have Apple music, but I'm pretty sure they have like the same exact thing. Like yeah. to get you on a playlist like that, dude, it's, it's it'd be about, insane. Yeah. It's all about targeting really. Like with this one, we're obviously targeting like the hard rock playlist with the ne next one coming out. Not okay. And then, yeah, when summer hits, we're just going to slam like, like all the different, we're just trying to get it, going to get, try and get, as many songs of this album 
on playlists because rather than just focus on singles when the album drops uh, my focus is to treat the album as a single itself so if there's a summer playlist put the summer pop songs on it if there's a hard rock playlist put the hard rock ones if there's a big arena rock do you know what i mean you can get them all out there and then they can yeah. all just start growing like mad so i mean i'm super stoked that i mean oh for me over half a million streams just off three songs alone um it's crazy so i'm aiming for that million before the album drops end of next month dude and like i said once that happens i gotta get you back on we yes. have to talk about this album in depth and have there be you know like a spoiler alert now when Definitely. after this album drops in april Definitely. paul's gonna come back on and we're gonna talk about this whole thing 100 percent. if you like it then we'll come back on you might hate it but i, I think you'll like it i think you'll like it <laughs> i think i will too <laughs> love that mate so, so um i guess to wrap this thing up man is there anything you want to say anything you want to tell the the masses i mean apart from the most important thing which is just stay safe stay healthy obviously it's a crazy time i'm going to be trying to help with obviously me as myself i just want to escape from all this crazy shit as well and take my mind off it so i'm going to be getting a load of content together keep an eye on my social medias um paul bartholomew Paul Bartholomew Music on Instagram and Facebook and Paul B. Gravity on Twitter, uh, but mainly Instagram is the one I use the most. Um, look at my stories. Could be doing loads of like these new kitchen songs, things, some fun stuff, some live stuff, a live acoustic gig, which we're going to be aiming for soon. And then, yeah, some guitar playthroughs and pre-order my new album, Screaming Through the Radio, out April 24th. New single, Not Okay, features Matt Good. You can go pre-save it right now on Apple Music, on Spotify, and it comes out on Friday. All right, guys. So you heard it here. Hit Paul up on all the social medias. At, from from someone that has already seen it, keep an eye out on the Instagram stories because these kitchen songs is actually something that you definitely want to see, especially if you're a fan of Paul or David, or you just like you know people covering songs in a not super serious fashion. Um, it's like we said before, Screaming Through the Radio comes out April 24th. Paul will be back on shortly after to go over the album. And yeah, so that's pretty much it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Paul Bartholomew. Thanks for coming on, man. And uh, I'll definitely be talking to you soon. Love that, mate. It's going to be awesome. Right on. And right before Paul got out of here, he had something that he wanted to say to you guys. Hey guys, this is Paul Bartholomew, and you are listening to Rage Against the Mainstream podcast. And this is my brand new single, Not Okay, features Matt Good off my brand new album, Screaming Through the Radio, out April 24th.
don't know about you guys, but I really dig this song and I can't wait to hear the rest of the album. The album is Screaming Through the Radio coming out April 24th of this year. I can't stress this enough. Paul is on his way up and this is the train that you want to be riding on. And I feel proud and honored to be able to sit down with him and have conversation with him. But until next time, this is Rage Against the Mainstream signing off. I'm Bill. Stay safe. Wash your hands 20 seconds at a time. Avoid uh, contact with people up to six feet and practice social distancing. And we're going to be coming back here as soon as we possibly can. But in the meantime, enjoy these little conversations that I'm having with everybody. This is Rage Against the Mainstream signing off. Have a good night. Thanks for listening.